end of that statement. You might just as well blow in the wind as to make a statement unless you put some feeling back of it. Unless you believe it. This is Emergency Exit. We talk news, politics, corruption, conspiracy theories, and everything in between. I am Los, and with me, as always, is the high-flying, always styling, Andy Blanton. How you living, buddy? Another fine day in the hill country, sir. That's right. This week on Emergency Exit. Look at that fucking thing. Fucking God! (laughs) That's a fucking Sam Squam! I know! Jesus Christ, Ricky, you got him. What did he sound like? It's just kind of groany and shit. You should have smelt the fucking thing. Oh, I know. They're dirty, rotten, filthy whores. Must be just a baby. It's only like six feet tall. My God. All right, thanks a lot. He's a legend most say a myth. Bigfoot, Bigfoot. It was a Bigfoot with a baby. I want to show the world what I've seen. It had hair all over its body other than the face itself. It looked more human than ape-like. If they have a story to tell, they want to tell it. I seen something standing on the side of the road. This thing was covered in hair and had to stand at least almost seven and a half, eight foot. And then we looked and there was this creature and it ran down this hill and then it disappeared. What Murphy thinks she saw was Sasquatch, also known as Bigfoot, 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 Bigfoot. Cryptozoology. Cryptozoology. There's not a bona fide specimen of a Bigfoot in any museum or collections across the U.S. or on in the world. One of our experts classified it as an unknown primate. Experience that you cannot explain and you become a believer. Their DNA comes back fairly close to ours, but when they reference it across the database of known creatures, they still don't know what it is. It comes back unknown, unknown, unknown. It was not a human. Never thought about Bigfoot. I've never gone out and looked for Bigfoot. It was there. It was there. It was there. there. Now it's all legend and lore. Sometimes I still can't believe that we saw what we saw. I've seen it. 100% convinced. I can tell you they exist, 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 exist. And there's no doubt in my mind, in my mind, in my mind. That's right. We're talking the Bigfoot. Have you heard of the Bigfoot? Have you ever seen him? Have you smelled him? Because I hear he can be elusive, but also smelly. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Emergency Exit. Once again, today we're joined with a good buddy of mine in Andy's. His name is Nick Ryder, the famous guitar player here in Austin. He's touring all around with uh, a country band, so I'm told. Andy, don't you, do you have anything nice to say about Nick? He is the fastest blues guitar player that I know. Oh, no that's right. And he hi. knows blues players. Say hi. Hi. Okay, maybe you can't hear him, but maybe he's there. <laughs> All right, he's going to be chiming in whenever, but he's just hanging out. First audience member, really, but he's going to be joining me on my own little thing. All right. First of all, let's get started. Before we even get into all this Bigfoot stuff, we're going to talk about the Brew World Order, our beer of the week, the Brew World Order. And for me... I've got Independence Austin Amber Ale. It is, I'm drinking it. That's just proof right there. I'm drinking it. 
<laughs> it's delicious to me by Independence Brewery here in Austin. I love to drink local because they make really true original great beers. And uh, on my scale of one through five, it'll be 4.5, that's right. Andy, <laughs> what are you drinking? We got guests today, so we got two options. Today. Oh, you're just gonna, you're not going to drink your, you're not going to talk about your beer? Yeah, my beer is the Rio Blanco Pale Ale. It's from Real Ale Brewing Company. Uh, it's in Blanco, Texas. It's a really great pale ale. Um, definitely highly recommend it. Yeah, I, well, my beer is better than yours, I bet. We're going to give it four out of five. That's right. Oh, see, obviously on the scale of that's right, mine just beat you by that much. That's right. All right, we're also sipping on a little bit of Jim Beam as well. That's going around. That's a great bourbon. I don't care what anybody says. Jim Bean's a good bourbon. <laughs> I'm not drinking. It's Jim not. The, it's not the greatest not bourbon great where it's like top shelf, of course, <laughs> you know. But for its price and its taste, it's a good. It's American made, good, good bourbon. Okay. Allegedly. Alleg- <laughs> All right. So before we get into like Bigfoot stuff, boys, we're going to let Andy break down some politics for this uh, for this week, and he's going to get down. On some po- and these politic minute. We're 40 days out from the election right now, just a few less than that, actually. Uh, it's been a very close race so far, and we've had the first debate, and Hillary Clinton and Tim Kaine have recently been attacking Donald Trump because he hasn't released his tax returns. Now, Trump has released a financial report that totals over 100 pages, but the main criticism is that everyone suspects he's not paying a federal income tax. So I saw a rally at Colorado that was from two days ago. It's smart. (laughs) Trump said it was smart. But um, Trump addressed his tax filings at this rally in Colorado. Um, So we're going to play what he had to say on that. (laughs) I understand the tax laws better than almost anyone, which is why I am the one who can fix them. And that is what I commit to you. I will As a business person, I've legally used the tax laws to benefit, really, I mean, it's to my benefit, and to benefit of my company, my investors, my employees, my family. Thank you. (laughs) As a major real estate developer in this country, And throughout the world, I face enormous taxes, city taxes, state taxes, sales taxes, excise taxes, employee taxes, federal taxes, VAT taxes in different countries. It's my job always to minimize the overall tax burden to the greatest extent possible, which allows me to reinvest in neighborhood workers, building amazing structures all over the place, and it fuels the tremendous growth in various communities throughout the United States. Jesus, come on. It's clip so long. And by the way, George Soros declared 1.5 billion. He declared 1.5 billion in losses in six months. And in 2014, Warren Buffett lost $873 million. I wonder if they deducted that. Do you think? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Why would they ever do a thing like that? Right? Think they'd ever do a thing like that? I don't think so. That's Man, you know what? You're losing me like a million percent with all that long-ass Trump clip. 
So there What's we have it. Here? That's Donald Trump's response. He had a business that went south in the 90s, uh, one out of many of his properties. Uh, because he lost so much money on this business, he's been able to not have to pay income tax, but he still pays a dramatic number of taxes throughout all his different ventures, businesses, and all that sort of thing. Um, but we also have the polls from this morning, Real Clear Politics, which everyone takes as the standard. Uh, Clinton's leading by 3.2 points. Clinton's at 43.9%. Trump's at 40.7%. So we still have a very, very it's a coin flip, race. man. It's a coin flip, and it's going to land like on its edge. And then it's going to be like no one's president. That's what's going to happen. And then the aliens are coming. New world order, bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What else you got, Andy? Well, the next piece of news we want to bring up is that um, on our first episode, we talked about the Bohemian Grove. And oh, we yeah. Had, uh, we you, had a couple you mean, clips. You mean that place where Republicans go and get naked in the woods? <laughs> According to Bill Clinton, yes, that is the place we're talking about. <laughs> and uh, we have another clip should be clip listening here. to this show. We played, we played a couple of clips last time on the Bohemian Grove episode of... Uh, I got a new nickname for him. We got Bandwagon Mark Dice is what Ooh, we're going to call him. <laughs> Mark Dice, dude, this guy's so funny. He'll get up on, he'll call all these programs like Bill O'Reilly and then he'll ask him about the New World Order or, or Flat Earth or something and he'll like, just unsuspectedly like, like Howard Stern's penis, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. <laughs> and then they said, he's, going, he's like, oh, so how was your time at Bohemian Grove? And they'll be like, oh, don't you lie to me. I was going to answer to you, but you, you lied to my screener. Anyways. So yeah, bandwagon Mark Dicey, if you look at his videos on YouTube, he had a bunch of conspiracy videos up until the last year to when he switched to all social justice warrior and Trump videos. He he clearly is looking for the most plays. Uh, he's got a book about everything he he uh, is talking about, but he didn't get too far on Bohemian Grove calls when it came to Bill O'Reilly or when it came to Glenn Beck. But he's we got, do have you got some him more, oh, third time's the charm for Mr. Bandwagon Mark Dice. He calls up uh, the Savage Nation, Mark Savage, uh, and let's hear what's, oh, what happens. Boy. I love when he gets to... You're on the Savage Nation. Michael, why has information about the Bohemian Grove and George W. Bush's and Bush 41's membership been suppressed and ignored, and why is it laughed at in the mainstream media, sir? I don't know. What is so weird about the Bohemian Grove? It's a, power, it's a powerful group of men who have uh, a club. I don't understand what the, the what's the big secret up there. You haven't heard or seen the mock human sacrifice video? Oh, please. Come on. The mock human sacrifice. You know, do you have evidence of this? Is there any evidence you can post about this? Now, instead of hanging oh, up on me or ridiculing me, he keeps talking, me, right? You got more of it? He actually started asking me questions. Look it up on Google. Look at Alex Jones, Infowars.com. Give it out. I'll tell you, give it out. See if I care. I don't care. Plug it. Plug the madness. See if I. So everybody who goes to the Bohemian Grove, including Henry Kissinger, it is what they're doing snuff movies up there now. It's gay well, sex. That's, what that's what's going on John up there. Camp alleges and his witness uh, back in 1984, but I don't know what they're doing today. They're doing Senator who? Senator who? That's what the commissioner cares. Look at his. Listen, Michael. You really need to look into this. I'm surprised that you haven't. I have a migraine headache, sir. There's only so much a man can do in one day. My God, now the Bohemian Grove, they're doing mock funeral. I, there's only so much madness a man can listen to until he goes crazy. You know? Good old bandwagon Mark Dice getting on the radio. Bandwagon. Various huh? causes. Who, did you name him that? Who else is calling him That's bandwagon? my new nickname for him. 
You um, made it up? <laughs> or is anyone else calling him that? But here's the interesting thing oh, is... come on, answer me. Did yeah, you name I, made, that? I made it up. That's so my here's boy. the interesting thing. Bandwagon. He brings up John DeCamp, right? And that's when uh, Mike Savage says, oh, Senator who? Who are you talking about? Well, last time we didn't really bring up enough information about John DeCamp and the whole Franklin cover-up scandal. So uh, I brought up a little bit more information to follow up on that. John DeCamp was a Republican uh, Nebraska legislature senator. Okay. Nebraska. So, so he wasn't an actual senator in the United States Senate. He was in the Nebraska legislature, which is significantly lower on the totem pole. <laughs> How he has all this knowledge about uh, Bohemian Grove, I'm not really sure, but he does know about the child abuse going on through uh, Lawrence King back in the. See, it's all that the, those two are connected. Yeah. So, so that was just a little bit more. We found another clip about Bohemian Grove. Wanted to follow up on that for you guys. Well, dude, awesome. Thanks for bringing that back. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to any of his wacko calls, man. It's fun to watch. Um. What did you got there? What did that say? So now the other day we had a um, we oh, had the a balloon podcast. launch. Huh? The balloon yeah, launch. Yeah, tell us about the balloon launch. Well, okay. So the Globebusters put a weather balloon up. They raised money. Who are the Globebusters? Uh, it's a flat earth community. Okay. And they raised 2000 some odd dollars when they only needed 600 So there's lots of people. I think there's about 45 people or so that donated. And they put a balloon up into the sky with a couple GoPros or whatever they had in there with whatever they had so that they can... I thought it was for the horizon, but we were listening to... We were watching the video without the sound, and we didn't really know what they were doing, but... (laughs) (laughs) So here's what they were doing. They had uh, donations given to them. Uh, They asked for donations. They bought the equipment to where they were going to send a balloon up into the sky. The balloon was eventually going to collect data for them. I think it had to do with air pressure, different things like that. Um, and what happened was 20 minutes after they launched this thing around 25,000 feet, they lost contact with it. They saw a big flash of white light. Ooh. They don't know what happened to the balloon. They're disappointed. I'm not sure if they found the balloon as of the day after the launch, they didn't find the balloon yet, but that's been several days ago. Yep. And they had the follow-up radio show, uh, on YouTube for the Globusters, and Dave Weiss, um, made an allegation of conspiracy. Let's hear Dave Weiss. So. David doesn't believe in coincidences. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm not saying that foul play is at hand here, but you have to look at it. You know, Globusters is literally banging on the door of one of the biggest secrets in our world, which is the, you know, that we don't live on a globe. We have to be naive to think that the powers that be are not watching an experiment like this. Um, They had every opportunity to, um, if they wanted to, interfere with it. and, you know, you, you saw the light. That's what That was odd in itself. Um, you know, the, the, the data on, um, on the GPS is, you know, near perfect. It comes with a guarantee. It was working perfectly. That's kind of odd that it stopped at the same time that you saw the light. And there's no sign of the, you know, of the balloon. It could very well show up. I'm just saying it's a, it's a, I, uh, you know, 50, 50 chance it either was messed with or it wasn't messed with. So there you have it. Dave Weiss saying that not only is everything you've ever heard in your whole life, a conspiracy and you're being <laughs> lied to, but, but when they actually launched their own balloon, there was another conspiracy and the host didn't mind jumping on board with that. So let's hear the host of the Globusters. Uh, I have to admit, 
you know, some of the people that before we did this said, you know, do you really want to make this a public event? Do you really want to make this known that you're doing this? Because there were people that were absolutely adamant that saying that the powers that be would do something to um, throw a wrench in this this launch. Well, you know, I, I can't disagree. I'm not saying that's what happened, but I can't disagree. It's highly suspicious. Um, because this just doesn't happen, you know. So I don't know what to think, and I'll just leave that to everybody to draw their own conclusion. Um, I'm certainly not going to say one way or the other. I have my own opinion on it, which I'm not going to say for obvious reasons, but, uh, you know, I'm just going to let everybody else uh, come to their own conclusions. But I will say that I'm, I'm devastated. Chris was. We all were uh, highly disappointed. And uh, so with that, Jaron and I talked about this, and... So there you have it. Um, you know, I, I got to say this, first of all. We, we did do a little bit of live commentary on the uh, on the launching, and we were a little bit harsh on the Globusters, and I want to apologize to the Globusters. You know, I understand that they went through a lot to get that equipment to send it up into the sky, and I know they're disappointed that it was missing or was lost, and I know what that can feel like. So, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I was so harsh on you. I would disagree with your ideas, but, you know, I respect that you guys or trying to figure out the truth, whatever that may be. Oh, Andy, I knew it. He's coming around. And uh, 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, dude, <laughs> I, I, I said it in the Flat Earth uh, episode that I was talking about no matter what it's going to come down to, round Earth, flat Earth versus whoever, we're just going to need to gather together and go up there and figure out the truth ourselves. We gotta, we're going to combine our forces and go up there so that either... Because I have never been up there. You've never been up there. So let's go up there, find a way. We'll see for ourselves, and then we can go at Totoso. We're going to have a future episode. A fucking Totoso. Uh, we're going to have an episode in the future all about Flat Earth and what we uh, can bring up on it and what we think about it. Obviously, um, it presents a problem when you argue Flat Earth with people who believe... Everything NASA's ever told you was a lie, as well as every weather information we've ever received from uh, weather, you know, balloons, etc., is also a lie because they were sending their own to test the pressures of the air, etc. We can predict eclipses with the ball Earth model. You can't do that with, I mean, we predict them down to the second pretty much, you know. Yeah, I was how's say, that possible? Factor into flat Earth because when you see the eclipse happening, you can see. The curvature of the Earth going across the face of the Moon, and you can tell that it's a curved thing going past it. It's not flat. So how does that work into this flat Earth? There's a lot of explana- explanations. The out a moon? They've There's got a- they've got tons of explanations, maps, diagrams, etc. On that how it itself all works. illuminates. You know that you know like uh, <laughs> like if you buy Wait, like this is, this no, I'm telling you, if you buy one of those balls, dude, think about it. If you buy one of those like those uh, super balls that bounce you, and it's all the glow in the dark one, but you have to shine a light on it. You know, and then it holds, it holds light. So that, so basically, the side we see, it's getting charged up with light from the sun because they're on the same plane, and it gets charged up. And then when it, when we can't see it, we see that. But sometimes it's rotating, and then we see the back of it. So the moon is round. Well, it should be, yeah. But the Earth is not. I don't know what they fucking think. All right, I'm just. There's we're a gonna lot get, of, there's a we're lot gonna of get into it on a future episode. 
Yeah, absolutely. I do want to say the fact that they were out there live streaming in the desert, sending some equipment in the air, that is pretty cool. It's so. admirable. I was telling you, I was so that's why I was excited to watch it and like even make a podcast like well, Globebusters, you know. Group going out to figure out answers for themselves. And actually I just got I'm I'm actually in their Facebook group. They're, they're we've we've they're, given out an apology. We're sorry that we criticized group. you on that night, and you know. <laughs> so there you go. We're 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 willing to uh to, uh, yeah, you're being pretty harsh to show. them, and I was saying you you need to be you need to stop being that way. Cause I used to really think about flat Earth, like, and I you know me, I was all about flat Earth, both you boys. So you well, know you uh, can always change yeah. your mind when you have some right data <laughs> in front of you, you know. So or maybe I'll change my mind back to flat Earth. Who cares, man? I just want to know the truth. I mean, if the truth becomes that it's flat Earth, okay, I'll believe it. I've always called myself an agnostic flat earther. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, God created the ball earth in seven days. We already know that from Whoa. the Bible. <laughs> All right. It's in there. Now you're going too far with this God stuff. <laughs> uh, so before we get into Bigfoot sightings, where there's another kind of sighting that's been going on lately. If you're uh, not living under a rock and there, uh, uh, why are you distracting me? There are some sightings going on and it's crazy. Crazy, scary boys. We're talking about clown sightings. So what I understand, and I've seen some of these YouTube videos where there's uh, somebody walking, like a jogger, and they're, they're walking along a bush, and just where the bush ends, there's a, like a clown there, and he's like digging a hole or something, right? And the walker walks by and then sees the, the clown, and the clown fucking grabs its shovel and starts running after them, you know, and they go taking off, and it's like a clown prank from what I understand. You got anything on it? Well, the clown hysteria has been shocking the nation. We just had, literally two days ago, just uh, south of where we are, Austin, Texas, and San Marcos, there was a clown sighting. It's a report here from the Austin American Statesman. Sanctuary Lofts, the San Marcos apartment complex, is increasing security patrols and coordination with police after someone reported seeing a chainsaw-toting individual dressed as a clown on Tuesday evening. So according to an email sent out by the Sanctuary Lofts, management to residents, you know, no one was harmed in the incident. And the uh, San Marcos police, I believe they actually have arrested somebody since then, or maybe it was in Austin. But they saw, people reported that they saw a guy in, dressed up as a clown with a chainsaw. Yeah, so, chainsaws are scary. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's a clown in the middle of the night, dude. Now, are they like... Dress up like bozo type clown or like Pennywise type clown, or they like the super deranged ones. Like, I think it's everything in between, yeah, like everything just, like that. However, it, yeah, okay. I'm just wondering how like wholesome they made themselves look before they came at you with a weapon. Well, I pulled up an article from Time Magazine. It's written by Melissa Chan, and she says that the frenzy was born in South Carolina in late August after unsubstantiated reports surfaced that clowns were spotted trying to lure children into the woods. The craze has since ignited a national phenomenon, with scary clown sightings reported in more than two dozen states, from Alabama to Wisconsin. While many were hoaxes, a handful of the incidents resulted in arrests. In Alabama, at least seven people faced felony charges of making a terrorist threat connected to clown-related activity. (laughs) Clown-related activity. (laughs) And believe it or not, believe it or not, it's rainbow City police chief <laughs> Jonathan <Rainbow> Horton is <laughs> uh, the one that was telling this to the yeah. Times. So that's a fucking felony. It goes farther I than didn't that. I know that clown activities were felonies. Well, when you, when you're when you're pranking somebody, threats, I guess. 
So it goes farther than that. You know, that's kind of how it began. But um, I pulled up another article from New York Times uh, about South Carolina, and it says, uh, it's written by Katie Rogers. It says, at the edge of dark, dark woods in South Carolina, children have been telling adults that a group of clowns have been trying to lure them into the cluster of trees. They say the clowns live deep in the woods near a house by a pond. (laughs) (laughs) The tale sounds like a mismatch of newspaper clippings and pages ripped from Stephen King novels. Now, first, we have to say there is a brand new It coming out, right? Right. Stephen King is coming out with a new It? It's pretty suspicious that this is, you know. They're doing like a remake of it. Right. And it's funny that because I remember seeing a tweet from Stephen King saying that not all clowns are scary and we shouldn't be scared of clowns. Due to this craze, which I find it weird because Pennywise from It is like the scariest clown. It's weird that Stephen King, I guess, of all people, is telling us not to fear clowns. They're like holding balloons just standing there at like a rail, rail station and just holding balloons. I guess so. I don't know. But is it a stunt? It could be tied into the, the It remake. Maybe that's what's bringing it It could on. be a stunt to promote the movie and then Maybe. Well, dude, that is the way control. to do it, but... <laughs> So you're telling me he, the promotion team hired some people to go do that, and now they're facing felony charges. <laughs> that's a no. smart, that's smart promotion. No, it was all publicity. It was all a stunt. Don't worry. If it ever was a stunt, I mean, obviously it spiraled out of control. They're never going to admit it now. But, but we have, uh, you know, this was in South Carolina. People were reporting it, and they were living in the woods, etc. But it got a little bit out of control, you know. Um, Police don't know whether the stories are coming from the imaginations of children, according to New York Times, or something sinister. <laughs> but get this. Panic residents seem to be taking the law into their own hands. The Greenville Sheriff's Office investigated reports that residents of the apartment complex may have fired shots in the direction of the wooded area. Oh, shit. The, th- the authorities have not confirmed uh, any of the sightings either. So people are so freaked out that they're shooting at the woods, apparently. you know. Well, I guess I would too, man. Are you kidding me? What do clowns have to do with woods? It's scarier because yes, it's I like right. it's like having red next to green. You it's just contrasting. Like those weird creatures from the village, if you ever saw that movie, <laughs> <laughs> or something like the weird creatures that lived in the woods. Well, so I have the, not shoot, seen the that. shooting isn't the only uh, in only incident in Time Magazine. It says the incidents continue to stack up. It said last week, hundreds of students in, Pen- in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania State, swarmed surrounding campus streets to carry out a mass clown hunt. A Connecticut school district said it's banning clown costumes and any symbols of terror. And an armed clown hoax temporarily put a Massachusetts clown on lockdown. So this is spiraling out of control. Guess we know what the big costume is going to be for Halloween this year. Yeah, clowns are coming back. Slutty clowns. This is all I know about this clown uh, fiasco, but it's it. You know, there's there's more evidence for this than our next topic. I can tell you. Well, um, <laughs> one thing that I've learned about being a monster, and I mean, I used to work for uh, during Halloween at uh, like a haunted maze, and I used to do it every year, and we dress up in the the costumes and we'd scare people for eight hours a freaking day. It sucked. But it was fun to do it, you know? But the, what I'm talking about is I knew I met a lot of these people, and a lot of them, they, they had wielded uh, chainsaws that didn't have a chain on them. It's just the motor running, but that's just a scary. And the thing is, they feed off your, 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 your scaredness. So if, you, if they see you're scared, they're like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is, you know, fresh fish coming in here. And I'm just, you just walk by like, 
And they're like, oh, they can care less. It's like getting tortured, and you're like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. They're just just—they're not going to torture you because they then they think they're pleasuring you. Well, that's interesting you say that, though, because if you threaten someone with an unloaded gun, you still get charged with, with the crime. So if, you, if the chainsaw's got no chain on it and they're doing it in public, not at a haunted house. It's still just as bad, yeah, huh? Yeah, this isn't at a haunted maze or a haunted house. This is, like, on the street or... Public right? street. Yeah, this is just out in public. This isn't somewhere people go to get scared, like a haunted house or something. This is, I'm going about my daily life, and some crazy clown's coming at me with a chainsaw or a shovel or something like this. I feel that's I think different it, yeah. mentality than your uh, I'm scared or not scared. My my take Fair on enough. it, you know, I, I think it started as a hoax. I think it started as an internet scheme, and now it's spiraled out of control with copycats. That's what I think. And I think if you are stupid enough to go out in any type of clown paraphernalia at this time, you are just asking to get arrested. Well, that's and what they do. You you know, they got to make examples of these people so that it's out in the media, so that no one else will do it. So right now is actually the best time to go do it. So go out there, you guys, with your fit, with your clown costumes and your balloons, and stand by a bus station or even a bus stop and just stare at people. Wear a GoPro just in case you get you know killed or something and then they have something to use i don't know but go ahead and you got los's approval Ding! obviously that was a parody skit by los here we're not approving any clown uh attacks here on emergency exit <laughs> all right disclaimer dude so th- dude those clown sightings are crazy though i mean i don't know how i'd react i know i just i would probably be scared initially at the first time they'd make me jump but then after that, I'd be like, oh, it's just some guy in a clown costume. Who well, cares? In, in Texas, we have an open carry and concealed carry, so you better not come around anyone with a clown suit. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into our main topic of the week. Have you seen him? Have you smelled him? We're talking Bigfoot. I heard he smells like the inside of a fake leg. You know, there's been reports that he smells very bad. I've heard <laughs> such a thing. <laughs> But the reason, the reason we got Bigfoot on the show today is because there's a new video online. It is going viral. Everyone's talking about it. Brand new video of Bigfoot was caught on camera, set up to view eagles. Oh, yeah. This was an eagle cam in Michigan. We have a story here from the Detroit Free Press. It's by Keith Matheny. It says, like most videos purported to be Bigfoot, it's grainy and out of focus. Of course, the camera wasn't set up to be focused on the ground. It was focused on the nest said Ed Eich, DNR Fish Production Manager for the state. The clip was captured on video in May. Carbon TV Executive Director of Content and Marketing, Danielle Selinger, said, A viewer viewer of the live cam apparently noticed the unusual guest appearance and posted about it on a Bigfoot enthusiast website. Obviously, this is where it's spiraled to where it is now. Uh, The Bigfoot community got sighting of this video. And in this video, you see two baby eagles, and they're sitting in a nest. And um, all of a sudden, out of the corner of the nest on the ground, however many feet that is below the nest, I would assume around 40, 50, uh, you see what clearly looks like a, a you know, Patterson-Gimlet film-style Bigfoot. You know, you got the... Uh, you got the big, hairy, upright, walking figure. The it's, long limbs. Sure. I, I, saw, I saw the video, and I was like, oh, I, I, I instantly believed it. You know, that obviously is that's obviously is Bigfoot there, and it's proof amongst all the other sightings. Now we have visual proof of it. Well, we have a... What we, it's very blurry. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
All right, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so we recently had an incident that went uh, <laughs> big time in the news where two big helicopter there was, big, <laughs> big league. Big there was big two time. there was two helicopter pilots and they were they were in the helicopter and they were looking at the suspect on the ground. The cops were trying to get him. And I guess it was a black guy and the cops said, "Oh, that looks like a bad dude." And so obviously it went viral because they're like, how can you see what that guy looks like from a helicopter? You're a racist, etc." cetera. Uh, well, this is the same scenario what here. What are have you a, talking about? We got a blurry figure from way up above in the sky, and we don't know what it is. Oh, okay. Well, well, but this one's for sure because <laughs> it's obviously Bigfoot. We're coming up to the 50th anniversary. <laughs> this is what it says in the article. We, you know, We're coming up to the 50th anniversary of the still controversial Patterson-Gimlin film, a 60-second film clip, the most famous Bigfoot film clip of all time we grew up watching this one right of much higher quality about which opinions remain polarized so the the patterson film is much higher quality but people still deny that it's you know legitimate uh or there could be someone in the costume by contrast the eagle's nest video doesn't offer much by way of compelling evidence the audio uh the article says so that got me to thinking you know this is a show where we examine conspiracy theories and you know that's right is is bigfoot real what what do we know about bigfoot loves well, dude, I know that Bigfoot is real. Sasquatch! We know your legend's real. Sasquatch! That's right. All right. That's a little tenacious D right there. <laughs> Good job. That's right. What do you think about Sasquatch? What do you think about the Patterson? You film? know, I never even thought about it because obviously, if it was real, it would have been found by now. You know, it's not like Earth is that big and we haven't. But I've heard all sorts of theories. Well, we got two videotapes so far. We got Patterson Gimlin. But isn't one of them out to be a fake, anyways? That two in fifty years. Well, we also got, I found on YouTube, there was a dash cam where the cops were driving down a dark street and something darted. And then they were like, Did you see that? What was that? Chupacabra. So that doesn't prove anything. Where is he mainly cited? Where are these fil- like, isn't it Northwest? Well, it's all over. Into Canada? All over, man. It's, it's all over the country. Pacific Northwest is definitely where a lot of the sightings come from. I mean, this one was from Michigan. It's a videotape. Okay. But so this isn't like. <laughs> really unexplored territory. So I feel that if this was a real thing or a real creature or a species, there would be more of them about more sightings. We would have found corpses or something, some sign of their life other than grainy video footage twice in 50 years. Well, we got, we got Nick's first guest appearance here on emergency exit and he's already chomping at the throats of Bigfoot enthusiasts. Chomping at it. See, he's, he's perfect for the show. We might have to make an emergency exit with uh, with Nick. You, you know? know, there's a large Bigfoot community out there that's definitely right, and I not happy with what you just said. I guess I was said. supposed to be the completely uninformed <laughs> like, civilian voice. No. Uh, uh, so I haven't researched a lot about Bigfoot. I just feel that we would have discovered a home or a nest or like the shape Bigfoot. of the But what if they're yeah. infinite beings that they don't just never die? At all, so well, that we had the same one. There's only one Bigfoot like ever, and that's dude. He's got he's got celery arms, and he's got the leg of uh, I forgot Patrick the Duffy. <laughs> Patrick Duffy. But uh, listen, there there could, there's he could be that, that one. He could be one thing, one person that was exiled 
Because, you know, have yeah, you seen those people? Snowman and all the other versions of him if it was one thing. But you've seen the, 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 the kid that grew hair on his face, the wolf boy, they call him, fully furred up and his whole body is just furry. What if that was just someone that grew up that way and he lives out there and he's just trying to make a living, eating berries, gathering fruits and twigs and making fires and stomping down on mud? Well, that theory makes no sense. Um, How does it not make any sense? <laughs> that could be He's no. Tell you. How does that not make sense? If somebody is, uh, if someone is exiled, you know, because so there's like an eight foot tall, really hairy dude with ape like features just roaming the woods for the past fifty years. He also possesses magic. Well, that would have to be. That's the only way it makes sense. <laughs> I know his legend's real. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Andy? Well, you know, you got me thinking. Uh, I've I've been questioning myself lately. You know, is Bigfoot real? What evidence is there? How do I figure this out? Obviously, I'm not a Bigfoot researcher, so I went online. I found an article in the Scientific American, which is a good good source. Reputable. Not according to flat earthers, of course, but according to everybody else in the scientific community. And uh, <laughs> why not? They lie. <laughs> they're they're controlled by. So big so media. you know, to my own adm- admission, this is a, an editorial piece. Cock it's birds. not like they printed a uh, you know scientific study here. But uh, Daniel uh, uh, Darren Nash is uh, is the man who wrote this article. It came out in June 27, 2016, right before the sighting. Uh, in his articles, you know, talking about what evidence do we have for Bigfoot, he says we have the Bigfoot vocalizations, we have the Bigfoot tracks. We have the Bigfoot DNA, right? Yeah. Well, dot, dot, dot. We're not sure what we got. So, Nash... Uh, DNA? Yeah, didn't you... Uh, in the clip that I played, they... This, is, this was just the headline. They gather DNA, and it, it matches... It kind of sort of is human, but when it goes through any database of every known animal, it doesn't come up with any result. Yeah, so, so Nash has the same dilemma that many people that I know have, and definitely including myself, that I've been listening to Bigfoot eyewitness accounts uh, on Coast to Coast AM, on different radio shows for a decade. And people sound completely genuine that they have seen a Bigfoot. So it's hard for me to say, oh, it's fake, because, yeah, there is no evidence. But still, you know, people sound sincere when they talk about it. What do you think about eyewitness accounts? They saw something, you know, and what it could be was just a hallucination. They did see something. Let's not doubt that. You know, no one's going to, although I did watch a lot of videos that people didn't want to show their face. They just wanted to tell their story. (laughs) And I get it because if you come out, it's the same reason why people of NASA don't say anything if they even know about Flat Earth. Because if they know anything, they say something, they'll probably get fired and lose their real nice job at NASA. (laughs) Well, well, Darren Nash, he says, uh, he says. uh, (laughs) He just shrugs it off. Yeah, well, Darren Nash. Darren Nash says he has a long-term mm-hmm. unshakable oh. interest in Bigfoot. Uh, and he says he's thought about the subject a lot. And he says, I do not think that the data we have at the moment, this includes tracks, hairs, vocalizations, photos, and the innumerable eyewitness accounts provide support for the notion that Bigfoot is real. <laughs> and he's come to the conclusion that it is a sociocultural phenomenon. That people are seeing all manner of different things, combining it with ideas and preconceptions they hold in their minds. Like you said, uh, they're seeing something and they're kind of exactly you know, what I said. They're just they're seeing something. They're interpreting them as Bigfoot encounters. Absolutely. You know, Les Stroud. If you ever know about the Survival Man, I was watching a couple of videos. He 
he showed some pretty interesting videos. I, I'm not going to go into it. All I got to say is uh, YouTube, Les Stroud, Bigfoot episode. You might have even seen it on Discovery, but it's really cool and talks about how they lay down tree trunks and just to kind of signal to anybody and they find, I don't know if they find anything actually because he's elusive. And I actually heard uh, from a really reputable, reputable source, you know, friend that does drugs with me, you know, allegedly. I'm just kidding. But he talks about how he might live on a different light spectrum. He, he's like, this podcast is gone completely haywire. What are we doing? <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's talk talking about, about he's talking about how he might live on a different light spectrum. And you know how cats might live on a different light spectrum too? He might see... He might be in that spectrum, which is basically our imagination. I feel confident that he gave you a lot of evidence. Oh, yeah. I was just kidding about that whole thing. <laughs> I've right, heard the else? same uh, whatever that is. Um, so we have to say something about Darren Nash. He does have a book for sale. Okay, we have to admit that, you know, maybe he's saying this stuff. It doesn't mean anything anymore, bro. Everyone's selling something. So the vocalizations. People have uh, clips, and I wish I would have had one, but clips of uh, – Bigfoot screaming in the woods. Now, obviously, it's at night. You can't see anything, and it's way off in the distance. And so we don't know what it is. You know? What does it sound like, though? Well, that's the interesting thing. <laughs> yeah, what, is, what does Bigfoot sound like? Okay, so so uh, on the article, the first piece of evidence that Bigfoot is not true, right, is the vocalizations, right? They've been documented across North America. Bigfoots purportedly make noises. Uh, this is a quote from the Scientific American. They purportedly make noises, and a standard part of modern Bigfoot lore is that people might be able to call in or even communicate with Bigfoots by making wails, screams, roars, or howls, or by hitting trees or rocks to make far-carrying percussive wax. It's fucking sweet. I want to meet a Sasquatch. <laughs> These sounds resembling the noises that are attributed to the creature. So what's notable is that these vocalizations are phenomenally diverse. The owl howls, the samurai chatter, the whoops, the whistles, the growls, uh, they've all, the howls, all been attributed to this animal, well exceed what we'd expect for a single animal species that communicates over long distances. But how do they know? Like, especially if it's dark, like, how do they know they're not hearing an owl and a monkey and or whatever? Like, how do they not, or how do they know they're not hearing just different animals? How do they know there's one creature making all these noises. How can you attribute, I guess, the sound to the being? That's exactly what they say in this article. They say there's nothing approaching homogeneity of the sort present across known primate species. So basically, people that say this is a audio tape of Bigfoot screaming in the woods, there's so many different types of the scream and sounds that no other animal on the planet has that diverse of a uh, type but of... But couldn't it be just different animals screaming? Uh... That's exactly what it is. You're you're 100 right. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't but, get it. Like no other animal. All at once, like you just like well, you just capture so some. One yell sounds like all these different animals, or is he like sound like this animal and then this and then this and then this? Is it like all at once? Do we know? Have we, have we heard these clips at all? Bigfoot researchers have many different types of audio at night in the woods or in daytime in the woods where they claim this is the sound of what could be a Bigfoot. Now, those sounds that are recorded are so diverse, no other species on the planet has that diverse of a range of different things that they say. So not all at once. Sorry, I'm just... I, I don't know. I'm losing you, man. 
I'm sorry. What are we talking about? Well, the, the sounds. Like, is it yeah one recording of all these different sounds, or is it like... No, it's all the different researchers with recordings right. of different I just, stuff. So I don't know how they know they're not like just getting different animals and attributing it to Bigfoot, I guess is what I'm saying. How do we know... That is precisely what's happening. Okay. Okay, he straightened that up real quick. Yeah, it, it's it's most likely other animals Don't you jump that are on making so noise quick. that they're saying could be Bigfoot. That makes more sense. Exactly right. what you're saying. Oh man, well he's and he's angry. He's no, it's just, that's what we're t- that's that's what it is. Prob- <laughs> probably. I mean, we can't say what it is, and all we can say is that no other species has that diverse of a language or whatever. So another thing we have is the second piece of evidence in the Scientific American article: um, fake tracks, right? Bigfoot tracks would be easy to find by people who know what they're what they're doing. Tracking. Um, if Bigfoot is super rare, as some, though not all, proponents argue that it is, it might follow that its tracks would be rarely encountered and hard to find. That seems reasonable. But the fact is that people who actually track known animal species in a professional or technical capacity are near universally of the opinion that Bigfoot is not a real animal. Number one, they and their colleagues don't find evidence for it themselves. Okay. No evidence. And then number two, the evidence they have seen is fraudulent or unconvincing. Note that even some of the Bigfoot's most noted investigators, um, and there's a man named Rene Dahidnan, so some of the the biggest people and the most respected people in the Bigfoot community that have uh, researched him for the longest periods of time have never found the tracks. So what they're saying is a lot of the people that have come up with tracks, it's not likely that they would for a creature that's that elusive, first of all. And the the most prominent researchers that know the most about Bigfoot haven't even found tracks. So, oh boy, what do you think about Bigfoot tracks? I don't know, man. I think that anything's possible. I definitely don't know anything about this topic, so I can say that people have faked it, and I've seen a possible way of it being faked, and that's probably the way it's being done. So that's the bottom line on that for me. That's the nail in the coffin. And then the third piece of evidence we have is DNA. Um, there would be, a, this is a quote from the article, there would be Bigfoot DNA all over the place. That's right. Anyone who knows anything about Bigfoot knows that there have been several recent claims concerning the discovery of Bigfoot DNA. So far, none have panned out. And the best-known study, the one led by Melba Ketchum, published in a paywall journal created solely to carry the study itself, Bigfoot was reported to be some sort of hybrid between Homo sapiens and an unidentified second species, according to the DNA they found. The results were widely discussed and derided by qualified working geneticists who showed how the genetic results seemed to mix human with that of other mammals, dogs and bears among them. None of the sequences could be taken to support the hybridization hypothesis integral to the conclusions, and some of the you know, geneticists... Uh, are on the record as describing the manuscript as utter nonsense. So there's a lot of dispute about whatever that DNA report was and what they found and where they found it. But if there was a Bigfoot walking around the woods and we knew where their tracks were, finding DNA would certainly not be hard to do, according to the Scientific American. Nothing that I've perceived in my in my life of my 30-some-odd years have I ever seen any evidence towards the existence of Bigfoot except for the videos that I've seen on TV. And those have always been uh, sort of looked on as comedy uh, sort of to me in growing up. Never, I, I've always thought it was fake, and I think that's how I grew up. I was doctrinated that way. Maybe they do exist, but if they do, you know, I'm open to it. But for now, I think I'm still standing on them being a 
pile of uh, dookie, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, I, I got to say, I feel like there's more evidence for Bigfoot than at least Loch Ness Monster. Loch Ness Monster, you really got to be an oh. idiot for researching that. Can I get some tree fitty from you? <laughs> I'm going to need about tree fitty. No, but th- there's another thing they bring up in this article about the DNA. They say, you know, if Bigfoot were real, it says, even if it were an unusual subpopulation of Homo sapiens... And those of you thinking that this is a dumb thing to say in view of the absence or rarity of alleged Bigfoot remains should note the collection and examination of eDNA. No, I've never heard of that. But what that is is residual DNA collected from the environment. Yes, from water, from ice, from sediment. Uh, it's now widespread. It's now a commonplace thing to have e- to find eDNA. So there is no credible DNA. There's no credible footprints. And there's uh, there's no credible vocalizations. But we do have that brand new videotape, which everybody's uh, talking about. It's going viral. It's pretty exciting for the Bigfoot community, no doubt. The, the Eagles one? Yeah, I mean, Eagle if I was a Bigfoot researcher, that videotape is awesome. Yeah, man, I just don't get it, dude. Uh, Bigfoot. You know, if like I, like I said, if he existed, somebody would have caught him by now that we would have seen a dead one. You know, if it's just one of them, he's living an awful long time, you know. And as far as we know, he hasn't been along, around that long. Maybe I bet you there's been sightings since probably the 60s or 70s. Well, there's and been, it could be the same yeah. guy. They probably lived to like maybe 200. And it's just one guy and he just walks through the woods. And Where did he come from if there's only one? Well, it's like the chicken and the egg, man. You know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? What came first, Bigfoot or not Bigfoot? You know, who knows? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It well, makes all sense. Well, here's the deal, though. I mean, I've been listening to eyewitness accounts for over a decade. There is a lot of people that have eyewitness accounts. Yeah, well, they did see something. And there's a lot of people that didn't say, I saw it briefly through the woods. They're saying they saw it face to face. There's a lot of people that say they've seen it. That is That is a fact. So how do I say that, you know? Well, there are a lot of people that say a lot of things, I guess. Like, a lot of people have been anal probed by aliens, or a lot of people have uh, seen all sorts of stuff that you have to just take them at their word, you know? Yeah, well... I, so, I don't know, like... The cool, th- the cool thing is, you're right, you know, and that's what... I don't know how to... It's just like last week we were talking about Bohemian Grove, or the first week, and how... You know, there was, chi- there was child abuse allegations, and the child is telling this story. How could the kid lie about that? How could the people lie about seeing Bigfoot? You know, when you hear the stories, they sound really real, you know? Right, right. But, uh, I don't know. I, I just think uh, there's not that much area we haven't documented or seen yet or, well, or maybe settled I'm, into you know. enough to... <laughs> Tell if there's a species of crazy eight-foot ape-like being roaming around. And maybe, maybe I'm totally uh, wrong. Maybe, maybe we just don't have any more uh, video evidence than what we have, and that more is going to come out soon. I don't. We don't know. We don't. If he exists, then we would catch him. I don't think he exists because there's no evidence, but. He benefits you know. from just getting caught. Like, if he was a super intelligent, he would just benefit <laughs> from getting caught because then we, if he's endangered, you know, we're going to have people that want to get him, but there's going to be a lot of people like, you know, PETA. Save Sasquatch. Yeah, Save Sasquatch. dude, we know he's real, and <laughs> we know your legend's real, and therefore we're going to do everything we can to save you. Mr. Sasquatch, are you, you, you guess, tree friend. Uh, I can't prove that he does not exist, so... 
we'll have to leave it at maybe he does. Well, emergency exit is all about the evidence, and we can't prove it. So I can't prove that. Yeah, we uh, we cannot prove it. We can't disprove it either. So that's also something we should bear to remember. But just remember, you you just got to keep your mind open and make sure it's unbiased, and you check your sources. That's pretty much. uh, pretty much it for tonight you guys it's pretty uh it's a kind of a shorter one so like our facebook page subscribe to emergency exit podcast on itunes tune in stitcher soundcloud um we got some youtube ones there we're gonna start doing live ones where we film ourselves doing it maybe not film it but yeah. at least stream it live audio wise send us your ideas on uh on on uh facebook we'd be yeah happy get on to our facebook it. it's uh, emergency ID- emergency at emergency at <clears throat> emergency exit podcast <laughs> on facebook i just couldn't say it right there we've been drinking too much uh not too much but we've been having enough <laughs> uh austin amber which was our uh conspiracy of the week or uh, the, the brew world order the, it's basically the, the beer of the week and um next week we're gonna tackle ancient aliens so you guys make sure to tune in. We're going to record it on Monday, and we're going to bring it to you guys on Tuesday. So keep your eyes open, listen this weekend, and hit us up. And subscribe. Andy, play us that drop. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again.